Cross Choke, a TFL Ministries podcast, is brought to you by you. If you want to learn how to support our show, go to patreon.com forward slash TFL Ministries. Cross choke. I am Dakota, and I am joined, like always, with the ever amazing Zachary Anderson. What's up, big boy? <laughs> What's up, buddy? The enthusiasm in your voice is absolutely like I was going to say tantalizing. That's not it. And I was going to say yeah. contagious. That's my next word. But contagious is not really a really good word to say these days. Yeah. Let's throw some other adjectives. Um, Outrageous. Yeah. No, like um, inspiring. Oh. Maybe. That's a good one. Dude, what, how are you? What's up? Catch I'm, me up. I'm great. It's a beautiful day. Uh, the smoke is just amazing. It's kind of far from a beautiful day. <laughs> I feel it in my throat. Like I'm, I've been thinking about it all day. In the Northwest, we have a ton of smoke. I mean, from Seattle into Montana, where we are, all the way down California. Yeah. It's been horrible smoke. And so, like, we, we've we been planning on this episode. And I was like, dang it. So I, I made myself some tea today. Oh, nice. A, I've been a, drinking tea, too. Yeah, with a boatload of honey. And I still feel as if mm-hmm. I'm ready to hit puberty with my voice. Feels like I smoked a pack on my way over here. Oh, you picked smoking back up. Yeah. You quit for what, three days? Yeah, you just walk outside. And, it's great. <laughs> It's seriously, it is terrible. So normal air index is supposed to be between zero and 50. Ours has been around 130, around 130, 140. And is that like the density of the air, the pollution in the air? What does that mean? I don't know what that means. <laughs> but All I know but is it's, the it's numbers. Double, it's over double for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and the other number I know is that in Washington, it's been around like the 430s. Wow. Yeah. So Whatever that means. Well, good thing we already have a bunch of uh, respirators on our necks. Huh? That's true. I mean, anytime I take out Thor to go to the bathroom, right, I've, I've just been throwing that sucker on there, man. But then I think of him. I'm like, I'm fine, you know, but I'm like, what am I supposed to throw a mask on my dog? Right. The same thing, you know, not to compare my child to a dog, but with my kid, because they're not legally children under five don't have to wear masks like adults do or or older children do but just going outside i'm like maybe she should be wearing something like it's pretty bad Mm. yeah i guess just limiting your time outside is big yeah but other than that dude um i have been recovering from a shoulder injury Hmm. that's been really awkward like just awkward was that recent no kind of like maybe three weeks ago i noticed after a session that we were hitting mitts that my shoulder was a little tender, huh. you know, and so it was just normal, you know, like worked it pretty good. But then I kind of let it rest and tried to let it get better. And then like it wasn't getting better. And so I think your shoulder's made up of like three muscles, muscle groups, you know, like the front, the side and the backside. Those and are the scientific definitions. Yeah. Front side, backside. Perfect. So whenever you're going into surgery, they're like, oh yeah, that's on the backside. <laughs> no. <laughs> so the front was, 
you know, really tender. And then yeah. it started to move to the side, like huh. right underneath my shoulder. Did it still hurt on the front oh, yeah. part? Oh, yeah. So, like, I, I, just I was using... just been expanding pain. Yeah, I was using, like, uh, the cupping, you know, like... Oh. I hate that sound. Yeah, you put you that... You bought an octopus? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you peel them off. So, I was doing that. I was doing the electro pad thing, heat, massage. Do you have, like, roll-on acetaminophen? That's a thing? Yes. I'm Okay, so I'm not big on ointments. Or you like, know, I used to not be, but now that I'm old, or at least I have the body of I'm an like old... I'm like four years older than you. I have the body of a 40-year-old <laughs> <Okay>. man. <laughs> no, so anyways, I've been trying to recover the shoulder, and so I've been kind of babying it during training and all those things, and so then we had an open mat on Sunday, mm-hmm. and I just was like, whatever, screw it, right? And just rolled like normal, and it felt great afterwards, and I was like, is this for real? You know, like kind of rubbing my shoulder, like, is mm-hmm. it better? So, I don't know. It's kind of been random. I don't feel like it's deeper, like, you know, like rotator cuff kind of thing. Sure. Um, so, just mainly a tissue thing. But anyway, that's been kind of my uh, my big that's focus. Yeah, literally. <laughs> For real. You are listening to Cross Choke. Remember, you can get early ad-free access over on Patreon.com. Also gain access to exclusive content like Cross Choke Plus and Cross Punch. Uh, you can support us for $3, $5, or $10 a month, all with their own benefits and perks. Be sure to check us out over there. Last week, Dakota, Cross Choke Plus, we recorded our very first episode of Cross Choke Plus. I guess I did. Mm-hmm. You and I are rotating Cross Choke Plus, whether it be, you know, whether an interview or uh, sharing a kind of a testimony, um, mm-hmm. a message, anything like that. So that is um, on the bye week of Cross Choke. Yeah. Cross Choke Plus fills in the other week. So. On Patreon.com for $3 a month, you could get Cross Choke every week rather than bi-weekly or continue to join us on free feeds everywhere. Um, I preached for the first time <laughs> on Cross Choke Plus for like the first time in like three years. Yeah. So I was in Morocco for a while, did my thing over there, and I don't think I've preached since. Um, once. Was it one Journey time? Youth. Oh, it was for you, actually. Kind of not for you. I didn't preach for, for you. <laughs> I was the only one there. That's right. Okay, that was after that. I forgot. But that may be the only other time. I think you're right. But it's been a minute. But yeah. I remember that at that one, we did our outreach. We set up a cage mm-hmm. and did a fight for the youth group. Yeah. Um, and kind of some of the surrounding cities came from their youth groups. That was really fun. I forgot about that. Well, I didn't forget about it. I forgot it was after that. Right. But either that way. That does seem like a long time that, ago. Yeah, Totally. Looking for quality Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu training with affordable payment plans in a modern, clean facility? Imperial BJJ is a place for you. Offering discounts for all military personnel, police officers, nurses, firefighters, first responders, and college students, Imperial BJJ is a place to start your Jiu-Jitsu journey. With classes available from 6 years old to adult, it's a place where the whole family can benefit together. Did we mention we offer family discounts as well? Imperial BJJ, where beginners start every day. Well, originally what Dakota and I had planned was to interview um, a guest that we were really excited about, but we had to reschedule a couple times and it never really came through. So instead, right now you get the Lone Ranger, uh, me, myself, and I, and I've had this message kind of planned in the back burner on my computer for a little bit, and so I am somewhat scrambling, but I've had this kind of message on my heart anyway. So what I'm going to do is just kind of share with you just a little message 
Um, that's been on my heart for a while as our undisputed topic. And then hopefully we could reschedule with the guest we had planned uh, for a later time. So my message today is something really simple yet really meaningful to where I'm at in my walk with God and where I was in my walk with God. And so the, the verse that I wanted to look at today is going to be in 1 Samuel chapter 12. So we're going to go in the Old Testament. And where we pick up in this story of kind of the nation of Israel, uh, the beginning of its kingship, King Saul uh, just kind of gaining ground. And in this story, you know, with the Israelites is they were supposed to be ruled by God, not by man, not by a king. Um, yet they wanted a king to rule them. Uh, they wanted a physical person. And so God was like, okay, right? But you're going to get all the junk that comes with that. Rather than following me like you're supposed to, um, I will give you a king, but there's going to be a lot that comes with that. And Samuel, the prophet, is kind of laying out what that looks like and kind of telling the people like, hey, you're going to get what, what comes your way uh, because you're asking for this. And this is a sin uh, that the nation of Israel was doing. And so in verse 19, for, uh, 1 Samuel chapter 12, verse 19 um, it goes, then all the people said to Samuel, pray for your servants to the Lord, your God, so that we may not die. For we have added to all our sins, this evil by asking ourselves of a king. Now, verse 20 is, has easily become one of my favorite verses in the Bible. Samuel said to the people, do not fear. You have committed all this evil yet. Do not turn aside from following the Lord, but serve the Lord with all your heart. You must not turn aside. For then you would go after futile things which cannot profit or deliver because they are futile. For the Lord will not abandon his people on account of his name's sake because the Lord has been pleased to make you a people for himself. Then he goes on to say in verse 24, Only fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all your heart for consider what great things he has done for you. But if you still do wickedly, both you and your king will be swept away. And... I read this passage at a time in my walk with God when I was really in a low place and felt as if it wasn't worth continuing to go forward in my walk with him. And I'm sure all of us can relate to that in some way. The more and more I grow in my walk with God and the more I see uh, him in my day-to-day experience and in my relationship with him and trying to grow in intimacy with him and failing you know, the more I relate to Israel, you know, it's easy to kind of get stuck in our modern day culture of Christianity and look back at Israel because it's, it's almost silly to see how they, they had God. Like they literally had the presence of God. They had Jesus, Old Testament to New Testament, but yet they continued to turn away from him so consistently. Uh, I mean, it's, it's the whole story of the Bible is God created man, they rejected him, he wants them back. And that story is on repeats continually uh, with the Israelites. And I, the more I, I, I walk with God and the more I see him and the more I experience his love and the more I actually reject him, the more I find myself relating to Israel and how they, how they rejected God continually. And so this verse that Samuel kind of says to the Israelites, I really felt it being said to me, right? Because he says, do not fear. So 
immediately, one of our first responses in any sin or in any rejection of God is fear, is covering our sins, just like Adam and Eve did, right? We try to regress and hide and turn away from God out of fear of what he may do. And so right away, Samuel clears things up, right? He goes, do not fear. You have committed all this evil, right? So acknowledgement, yes, what you did was wrong. Yet do not turn aside from following the Lord. And that alone is hope. Hope in a, in a simple message of do not turn away. You know, in our last cross choke, we talked about, uh, sorry, in our last cross choke plus, I talked about continuing to endure, you know, continuing to adjust your grip, regain your focus, you know, repent of your sin and just keep turning to God over and over. Dust yourself off because God is worthy and you are worth it. And maybe some of us need to hear that today because I know I have, and I need to remind myself of that all the time as I look to God and turn to God that continuing to focus on him is worth it. And he's made a way, no matter what sin you've committed, no matter where you are in life, no matter how low uh, this podcast may find you right now, is turn to God. Do not fear. You have committed all this evil, yet do not turn aside from following the Lord, but serve the Lord with all your heart. And oftentimes the heart in the Bible uh, kind of relates to your whole being, everything that makes you you. You know, the good, the bad, everything that's that's within your mind, within your spirit, within your 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 characteristics is to serve the Lord. And that comes back to the first pillar of what TFL is, uh, is surrender. And in surrendering, it's, a, it's such a humbling recognition of our brokenness. Because intimacy with God is not found in the disciplines of, of the mundane acts of, like, reading our Bible, prayer, um, you know, our acts of service to God. That's not where intimacy is found. Intimacy originates in brokenness, the recognition that we have absolutely nothing without God. You know, I cannot earn my way to God through knowledge alone. It must be a submissive love that I have for him. Like that, that has to be primary. Then, of course, we grow in knowledge. We grow in our disciplines. Yet we cannot lose the importance of a broken and contrite heart before God. And that is what, to me, really drives home the point of what it means to serve God with all of our heart. That's everything that is within us. So do not turn aside from following the Lord, but serve him with all of your heart. And then verse 21, you must not turn aside, for then you would go after futile things which cannot profit or deliver because they're futile. And especially with the political situation that the U.S. is in, you know, the pandemic that we're in the middle of still, uh, it's really easy to turn aside our focus, right? And it's something special about continuing to keep your focus on God in the middle of all of this, right? It's, it's so much more than just saying, oh, God knows, right? Although he does, but we cannot just say this over bearing statement um, to gloss over the specifics of that God truly does know and God is still in control and he is worthy of our focus. You know, in Hebrews 12, um, it talks about, 
you know, let us throw aside the things that hinder us and the sin that easily uh, holds us back, but let us run our race with endurance with our eyes fixed on Jesus. And I've shared about this verse a couple of times, but I feel it's so appropriate for our audience is have eyes for nothing else. You know, do not let your gaze turn to futile things. You know, whether you're an entrepreneur making money, whether it's your training and jujitsu trying to better yourself as a person, although that's a good thing, but it's not the thing, right? Jesus is that center. Jesus should be the focus, whether it's your, your uh, secular job, whether you're in ministry, is that Jesus is worthy of our focus and our gaze. And then in the next statement that Samuel says is, for the Lord will not abandon his people on account of his great name, because the Lord has been pleased to make you a people for himself. And what a, a reassuring verse of who God is. Because Samuel starts out by saying, okay, relax, stop fearing, right? Do not fear. Of course you've done wrong, but let us continue to serve the Lord. Do not turn aside, stay focused on him. And then that verse, for the Lord will not abandon you on account of his name, right? Because this comes back to the character of God, that everything in our lives is about him. We serve God for him. We don't serve him to go to heaven, right? We serve God for he is worthy, whether we go to hell at the end of it or not, right? Of course, he's, he's, he's God. He's better than that. He's promised us eternal life. But we cannot be humanistic in our service to God because we want to go to heaven, right? God is worthy of everything we have to offer, whether we're at our lowest or our greatest moment in life. Our job is to take advantage of the opportunity that God gives each one of us to be as intimate with him as we want to. It's not just about what we could get, but what we can give because God is worthy, right? He is the pursuer in the dance. He is the one coming to, uh, to us, welcoming us into this relationship. And it's everything that we've ever wanted because it's about him, right? For the Lord will not abandon his people on account of his great name. So he's not going to leave because he's worthy. It's all, all unto him. And then he says, he is pleased to make you a people for himself, right? It pleases him. It's not just this like, tyrant leader trying to uh, manipulate his people. Um, but it's, it's why he created us. It pleases him to have us near to him. And all of that to say, um, in kind of a wrap-up verse in, uh, in this little message, is verse 24, only fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all your heart, for consider what great things he has done for you. I mean, there's really no more explanation needed in that verse. Fear the Lord Right, and we talk about fear of the Lord, right? So at the beginning of this, it says, do not fear. And then verse 24, he says, only fear the Lord. Now, fear in these contexts, one is relating to kind of this abandonment, regress, hide uh, mentality, right? You did something wrong, and your mom's coming after you, and you're fearful, right? But there's also a fear that is healthy, which is kind of this reverence or respect, right? You fear your boss, but it's a, it's a, it's a healthy fear, um, right? You could fear authority in a healthy way, right, of this respecting idea. And that is what it talks about with, with God is, is when we have a deep reverence and, and love for God, right, we serve him 
completely with whole, our whole heart. So it comes back to this whole idea, the, the nail on the head statement is to keep going and keep loving God with all that you have, for he is worthy. He will not abandon you for his name's sake, right? It's not for you, it's for him, right? He wants you to come to him because it pleases him to love you. It pleases God to have you in a relationship with him. And so for this kind of different episode where we're kind of filling in what we had planned, I hope this, this message finds you and challenges you to keep going because I know that this, this passage, again, found me at a really low place in my life, and God has spoken to me so clearly in this. And this verse has helped me to endure, helped me to keep going, because it shows who God is and what my role is in the grand scheme of things, is to continue to go to him first, right? I've read this before, that if we take care of the depth of our relationship, the depth of our intimacy with God, he will take care of the, the, the reach, the breadth of our reach, um, of our influence, right? So our focus is to stay intimate no matter where you are, no matter what you've faced. God is with you, God is for you, and continue to pursue him. And so continue to fight the good fight, and uh, what we'll do is go into what we've already pre-recorded uh, for this episode, so continue to enjoy. And his name is John C. And our walkout song of the week is Coming in Hot by Lecrae and Andy Minio. Quite the banger, a good one if you do not have a walkout song. Remember, if you have a custom beat or would like to submit your own walkout song to be featured on our show, please let us know at patreon.com forward slash tflministries or tflministries.com. I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'm going to make a toast because we still alive. No big, I feel like Pac, I shoot a shot, I'm coming in hot. And when you look into it, you gotta look into it. Look no, into it. I'm when you look into, into it. it. Traveling Light by Max Lucado. Weary travelers, you've seen them. Everything they own crammed into their luggage, staggering through terminals and hotel lobbies with overstuffed suitcases, trunks, duffels, and backpacks, backache, feet burn, Eyelids droop. We've all seen people like that. At times, we are people like that. If not with our physical luggage, then at least with our spiritual load. We all lug loads we were never intended to carry. Fear, worry, discontent. No wonder we get so weary. We're worn out from carrying that excess baggage. Wouldn't it be nice to lose some of those bags? That's the invitation of Max Lucado. With the 23rd Psalm as our guide, let's release some of these burdens we were never intended to bear. Using these verses as a guide, Max Lucado walks us through a helpful inventory of our burdens. May God use a psalm to remind you to release the burdens you were never meant to bear. Do you love chicken wings but are tired of the same old mediocre standard of wing sauce? Step up your wing game with Wingredient. From 11 different flavors to choose from, their award-winning wing sauce makes us sure to delight your taste buds. It can be used on everything from wings to sushi, and it's customizable to your palate. Order today for your party, at home, or your restaurant. Experience what everyone is raving about. Wingredient.com, award-winning sauce and rub for wings and grub. Can he get the submission? He's got it. He can submit. My submission. That's it. Go! All right, so Dakota, a new segment that we are giving an official name and time in our uh, podcast is Submission of the Week. And so this is where our listeners can um, officially 
send in their questions for like a mailbag sort of segment. Uh, we might have your question read or not, or it might th- be thrown into the mailbag to be pulled out later. Mm-hmm. Uh, potentially on Cross Punch, where that is a, 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 a the intention behind that podcast is an Ask Me Anything mm-hmm. kind of a QA. But we are going to give some time to. Um, questions during this podcast, Cross Choke. So over on Patreon.com, you gain the ability to submit questions just like Sora did. Sora wrote in and asked, what's up, Zach and Dakota? I was wondering, what's the story behind Dakota's luxurious beard and how it came to be? So Dakota, this is for you. Okay. When I turned 18, I was backpacking in the Alps. I met a mystical wizard that granted me one wish. I asked him, what would make me the most manliest man in Montana? He said, the only manliest man in Montana have the most glorious beards. <laughs> Way to just improv that. That was impressive. Here's the real story. Um, no, that wasn't the real story? That wasn't the real story. I'm sorry. It's a lot more lame than that. The truth behind beard growth is 90% genetical. Like, there's no- nothing else besides that and truth be told um there are different ways that that different people say you can speed up the process here's what happened to me when i was in high school um, and going through puberty uh, i worked at mcdonald's and they had a very strict no facial hair code like if you even had a five o'clock shadow they gave you this crappy little dollar store razor and made you go shave in the bathroom and so I never had facial hair hair until I quit that job. And so I shaved consistently. Just every day I had to shave no matter what, even if there was no growth. And so um, once I quit, I just, I noticed growth was really quick. And so I just stuck with it. And it was a little patchy and pretty thin at first, but I just, I just dealt with it and it just filled itself out. It's as easy as that. It's as easy as that. I have used beard oil before just because my my hair is very fine, even on my head. So I do recommend beard oil. Um, I don't have a specific brand that I use, but um, that's it. That's all I did. So what you're telling me is I'm on the 90% of the negative genetic. I mean, have you seen your dad? Has your dad ever had a beard that you know of? No. And so... so I found a lot of pictures of my dad this summer, and there was one um, when he had won the North Dakota Billiards Championship. Mm. He had a beard that looked exactly like mine. No way. Yeah. I know, like, my my cousins and uncles on both sides have very little hair, especially on the, general. on the top of their head, on their face. I mean... Yeah, I think I, I think I'm on the negative. And side genetics of that. are super important. So, like my brother Steve, he has um, a hairline where, like, the front part on your forehead is really uh, like prominent, the, like a widow's peak. They call yeah, it. Yeah, but it's but it really it's just that the sides are thinning. Oh, like and mine. My, my like yours, <laughs> but more prominent because his hair's grown out, oh, gotcha. and mine's doing that same thing mm. now that I'm getting older. Mm. So. Genetics, man. That's the story. So Isaiah just having genetic implant. <laughs> <laughs> Isaiah get adopted by a new dad. Puerto Rican for a day wrote into us as well, Dakota. So buckle up, uh, stick with me here. This is kind of uh, lengthy, but he's got a point. <laughs> <laughs> 
or he does goes, he? Maybe. That's what we're going to discuss. So I'm curious on your guys' opinion. I believe pancakes are better than waffles. So to begin with, pancakes are soft and easier to eat. Waffles need a special iron to make them, and it's a pain to clean. Pancakes can go from being thin to thick, depending upon preference. You can make different shapes and sizes, and people love that. Waffles are plain and just boring. When you pour beautiful maple syrup on pancakes or whatever syrup you like, it looks beautiful. It runs down on the side like Niagara Falls. It's just gorgeous. They're fluffy on the inside and sometimes have crispy edges on the outside. When you eat pancakes, you're, you're never hungry after. Pancakes come in stacks, man. Never just one. They are praised for coming in stacks. Stacked waffles just look weird. You never get full-off waffles. They have to come with a side to fill you up. Like the famous chicken and waffles, really, the chicken is doing the heavy lifting. Also, pancake art is a thing. Waffle art really isn't a thing. He just keeps going. He goes, and have you ever heard of, do you know how to say that? Uh, Panacuchin. Panacuchin. Way to nail it. That sounds pretty right. Panacuchin. Swedish pancakes. If you make them super thin, they become crepes. Oh, my. It's perfect. It's the perfect breakfast item, he says. Um, It has been around since the Stone Age. So lastly, he goes, when you look at a pancake, it's like a soft, fluffy pillow. When you look at a waffle, it's like looking at the crusty earth. Yuck. I mean, haven't y'all seen a buttermilk pancake? Perfection. The aesthetics are out of this world. Also, let us not forget that you cannot successfully spread toppings on a waffle because the indentations make it difficult. But pancakes are there to save the day. Smooth sailing. Love you guys. So I'm going to be honest. He didn't have me until the last part about spreading toppings. Yeah, that one's big. But here's another game changer. Butter-infused syrup. Okay. Yeah. I've never had that. That's a thing. Does it, does I'm pretty sure that's well, a here's, thing. Well, here's, here's... I'm almost positive. <laughs> I'm going to open up Google. Um, but here's the thing is I like eating chunks of butter. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't want no like butter you know, chemically altered to be in the syrup. Oh, okay. Um, but, you know, th- that can be a, a pro and a con of the mm-hmm. waffle is, you know, you could have certain chunks be like extra buttery sure. in the little cube. Or you can have, you know, the, the butter almost goes away completely on a pancake. You know, you don't, if especially at the stack. But it soaks it in. But see, that's almost why it's not good is because mm. it just turns into one big glump of pancake. You know, I just love pancakes and waffles. They're both good. Waffles they, and pancakes. But if there, there could only be one, Dakota. If there could only be one. I must say that in my defense, I love waffles. And I, before reading this and hearing his explanation, I would 100% choose waffles. Now I'm on the fence. Now you're on the fence. Yeah. Okay, he makes a great point about pancakes fill you up, but waffles don't. Now he says waffles are pretty airy. They are pretty airy, and but yeah. that's intentional. That's what they're supposed to do. If yeah. you're if you're looking just to get full, you I'd rather have two pancakes than two waffles. Sure. But he talks about waffles always being served with a side. Yeah. Pancakes are too. You go into a breakfast place. Yeah, you say you go. Okay, I'll have the number five pancakes, bacon, hash browns. Okay. But, you know, then you could do the, the same thing with waffles. Can you just have pancakes? 
breakfast. Well, you could just have waffles. You throw like is you, that you, you pop two egos in the toaster. Is that kosher for a lack of a better word though? Like Yeah. Yeah. I'll just have a stack of pancakes. Can you say I'll just have a stack of waffles? No, you'd say I'd have two waffles. Yeah. yeah. Well, know. still, like can you just eat them without another side? Waffles? Oh yeah. Without people looking at you weird? Oh yeah. See, you, you, this you, is the reason I'm on the fence. You'd probably I, I get looked at weird if you just had pancakes, though. That's almost weird in America. You go culture. to a restaurant and you say, I would like pancakes with a side of waffles, please. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can I have one pancake, one waffle? <laughs> okay, now here's a game changer. French toast. Oh. Yep. I, I think I would pick French toast yep. over both. Ultimate. Really? That's a cop-out answer, but yes. French ultimate. toast with two eggs over easy. That way you could get a little That's bit of the a lot yolk. Of eggs. That, that, that dude. Then, then you're on the toilet for a while afterwards. That, <laughs> eggs mess me up if I have too many eggs. So Zach, what is the meal you eat before training every day? <laughs> Five French toast pieces and ten eggs. My training partners hate me. Gross. <laughs> uh, if you have any opinion on the waffle pancake uh, dilemma, please write into us. We would love to continue this conversation if you guys want. Verse of the week, Psalm 23, 1 through 3. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. That's it for today's episode. We hope everyone has a great day. We'll be back for Cross Choke Plus next week. Special thank you to our TFL Purple Belt patrons. They are Jake, the remote controller, Duran. Isaiah, the hacker, Rodriguez. And Louie, the Boeing 747, Lopez. To get your name read in the credits, be sure to support us on Patreon.com, and we will catch you next time. Next time. so much for listening to season three of cross choke it was a blast creating this episode and we hope you enjoyed listening feel free to follow zach at ando butte and myself at south for a day have a phenomenal day and join us next time on cross choke smooth sailing smooth smooth smailing so dakota a new and official new segment redundant <laughs> it's I official can't, it's, I can't even it's a new and it's official <laughs> Dakota that's all we got for this episode we hope everyone has had a great we hope everyone has had a great day <laughs> yeah everyone has had a great day yo we will be back for Crossroad Plus next week next week so Dakota that's all we've got for this episode we hope everyone has had a great day we will be back <laughs> We will be back, boy. You, you should say this. Part. Just go ahead. Just, I'm done. We've got some great. We will be back. Lots we'll some great bloopers. You ever seen Russell Wilson be back? Russell Wilson. Did he? Did Russell Wilson make it back to season? Isaiah the Hacker Rodriguez. Was that too loud? Yeah, that was that was freaking Barry loud. Years ago. <laughs> <laughs>
Isaiah the Hacker. Did I do it again? That was louder. Frick me. <laughs> I'm so excited.